the Lord's Circle, coming to you from the Rivercrest Music Studios. Now here's your host, Mark Dowdy. Welcome everybody to the Lord's Circle today. This is going to be an incredible day. We have got a great friend of the Lord's Circle, a great friend of all of ours. Sue, we've known each other, goodness, for longer than I probably even want to admit. But um, so uh, Sue Cottrell today is our guest, and Sue has an amazing story, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it today. Sue, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you. It's good to be here. Awesome, awesome. So I want to jump right into this because this is going to be something that we definitely want to unpack. So your son, Jeremy, right, um, is yeah. is who we're going to be talking about today. And you guys have a very miraculous story to tell about Jeremy, about some uh, sickness that he went through and then his recovery as well. So yes. I just want us to unpack this. Let us know what, what went on. Okay. At first, um, he lives in Miami and he's three hours away from us. So he hadn't been feeling well and had gone actually to the emergency room down there. And they just said, oh, you don't have a heart attack. You're not sick. Go home and rest. So a few weeks later, it's July 4th weekend and he comes home and he's at the house with his friends and he's saying, I just don't feel well. And he had stomach pains and then he felt chest pains. So that's when I said, all right, that's enough. 911 was called. He went to the hospital, the emergency room. And, you know, it's a holiday, so it's busy with, you know, all the others that come in. Right, right. So they did um, blood work on him and they found out that he had pancreatitis. And usually somebody that has pancreatitis, their liver enzymes can be like, 200 and and you can be in severe pain his were 6600 so they didn't even ask us they said we're going to shoot you up with two different types of pain medicine we're going to double it and it really didn't do a lot and admitted him so he was there for about a week and he calls me on a saturday morning and says mom you're going to need to come over and need your game plan because i had a felt something I guess, burst in his stomach and he's got severe pain and they're working him up. And it turned out he had a bowel rupture and this bowel rupture was probably from where they scoped him a month or so ago to see if there was any GI issues. So there was a weakened area there. So they did emergency surgery and the next day when they went to try to extubate him, they couldn't. Um, his lungs filled up with fluid and we had a new problem and this is where the fun began. (laughs) He was in ICU for two months at Cape Canaveral hospital. And every day we would hear, you know, your son's, you know, lungs are filled up, his body's shutting down, his heart's doing okay. But if we roll him to one side, it'll stop. Um, he was thrashing. They had put restraints on him and they said, you know, we've, probably going to have to do surgery. So um, they transferred him to a hospital down in Melbourne. So now we're traveling a half hour each way. And this place, um, I noticed something was wrong. And I said, every time I see his feeding tube, it's green. There's something going on. He's having pain. And and he couldn't talk because he was, you know, sedated and unresponsive. And, um, and they had to do that. But um they took him to um, 
Homes Regional. They did a workup, and this is where another really cool part of the story is I happened to be working online, and I do medical transcriptions. So when the doctor first talked to me and says, oh, good, I don't have to explain everything to you. I said, well, you might have to explain some things, so, but go ahead, and I'll tell you if I need an explanation. So this one doctor says, you need to come down right away. We have to do surgery on your son. If we don't do it today, he will not be here tomorrow. So here we go for um, my husband's teaching Sunday school and I call him and I'm like a basket case. We have to go. We have to go down to Melbourne. And so he told um, people in our class and they told Richard Fuller, who is our music minister, and he told the pastor. So as we're going down, um, I guess in... Titus Green, who's their pastor, decided he says, I can't go on. I have to stop. We have to pray for this family. So they so prayed this was for in the service, them. Right? This, was, this um, was during the service, right? As okay. it began. The right. bad thing was my mom was in the service and oh, she man. didn't know. Oh. So she heard that and came out and she was fine. She found out from my brother. But we went down there, met with the doctor, and um, they had to do uh, open up his pancreas because he had what were called pseudocysts. Okay. And they had to drain them. And what's in these pseudocysts are like battery acid. So all of his organs were inflamed. And I didn't realize intestines, everything. Kidneys were shutting down. So he had um, the surgery. And after the surgery, they would take him back to the operating room every other day for two weeks to open him up again and do abdominal washout. They had to get his organs free of all this fluid that was in there. So this was considered major surgery every time this they was, do that. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so this was two months down the road. Um, after that, they wanted to release him the very next day. And a doctor had called me in the morning and said, um, we have it listed. This one drug is a, um, an allergy. Can you explain it? I said, sure. His M times go up every time you give it to him. Wow. And so we said, well, we want to give him this. And, um, and I said, well, you know, if you check the medical records, you'll see. So when I went down later that afternoon, I saw on his chart that they didn't give him, they gave him something else. So that was a, an avoidable issue that I thank the Lord for that. And they let him stay eight more days instead of discharging him. Okay. So that was good. So he went to um, another hospital to rehab, back to Kindred, and that's when they did the breathing trials. And it took a while. But in the meantime, since he had been laying down, basically, he had a new problem on his back over his tailbone. Um, the tissue had died. It turned black. Wow. Okay. So they had to do surgery on that. And at one point, they would put a wound back on the front where they did the surgery. And I'm not kidding you when I tell you it was the size of a Frisbee on his wow. front. Incredible. And what they do is they put this... Um, it's like a sponge, and then they attach an, a, a, a tube to it, and then there's a machine that just keeps his sucking fluid out. Well, he had one on his front and then one on his back, so he had to lay on either side, which was very uncomfortable for him. Sure. But another answer to prayer was, and you would think it's a bad thing, they tested him and he had MRSA. And you know what MRSA is, you know, uh, contagious, yeah, yeah. right. So he was on, you know, lockdown. I mean, everybody had to gown up again and mask and everything. But the nice thing was he couldn't have a roommate. Right. 
So they said, hey, mom, he does better when you're there. We're going to bring a bed in for you. You can stay there as long as you want. You can come anytime and stay overnight. So I, I did that quite a bit. And being doing my own business, I could take my laptop with me down there. So that was another thing I saw God had his hand in it because I was able right. to be there, you know? Yes. yes. So um, he rehabbed there. Um, they took him off the ventilator. And the first thing he, he woke up, they called me and they said, your son's awake. Okay. So he went in July 4th and it was mid-October. They said, your son's awake. So of course we went down to see him and he of course didn't realize, you know, I'm on the ventilator. What happened to me? So we told him and we let him ask questions uh -huh. and, um, and I knew he was going to keep his sense of humor because he said, well, what about my apartment? I said, well, we, we talked to your landlord. We got you out. Um, all your stuff is in grandma's garage back with in our area. Okay. So he goes, not only did I miss my birthday, but I'm homeless as well. And then he <laughs> laughed and we laughed and we said, I, that's where I knew from God. He was, he was going to be okay. okay I mean, yeah. But well, there was a problem. His whole left side was paralyzed. Oh, wow. Now, so so why, why was that? Well, they had to put him a paralytic when he was in the hospital because when he first was under, he was running fevers and he had to lay still, but even with restraints on, he was getting out. And they said, if he pulls tubes out, he'll be done. He'll die. We have to paralyze him. And in doing that, it caused nerve damage on his left side. So he's, I would massage his feet and his legs constantly when I was down there. So he has a foot drop, but he still has feeling in part of his foot. So that's good. But you can see it, a line on his foot where there's hair on one side and then there's right. no hair on the other. And that's where there's nerve damage. There's just, he has feels nothing. So he has to be real careful. Now, do they say, will that ever come back or is it, is it a um, at this really point, happen? at this point, it won't come back. It's been okay. seven years. We were hopeful okay. the yes. first couple of years, but no. And you know, he never complains. Okay. He's had a an orthotic that he wears and he tries not to wear it. But now that the pancreas, um, he didn't have, he was not a diabetic when he entered the hospital. He wasn't a diabetic when he left, but a couple years later, it, he did become one. Okay. Okay. Pancreas basically has died. Right. So right. he's on insulin and then he takes enzymes to eat, but he's, he's doing well. But Back to the story was once he was in the hospital and we were talking to him and they got him off the ventilator and we were doing physical therapy with his left hand and his foot, he had a seizure and that sent him right back into the hospital and they intubate him again. He's on the ventilator, but only for a few days. So that was good. Okay. So um, after that, he went to um, a rehab hospital and it was... Uh, really good one that did it's called sea pines and it's a specialty hospital uh -huh. and they do more rehab than a normal nursing home rehab facility so they would do two hours a day of physical therapy and one hour of occupational and occupational is the top half right. physical therapy is the bottom right right so but he couldn't move in bed so they put a bar over the top of him so he could reach and start pulling and we had to slide him onto a chair to get him physical therapy. And you have to remember that wound vac is on the back. Sure. So yeah. a poor kid was, he would get sick every day because I know it was anticipating the physical therapy. Sure. And then they said to him, they came to me and said, mom, you're going to have to help us with this. Um, we, you need to stretch him because he had been in the fetal position and you can't get somebody to stand when their legs haven't 
you know, you can't get them straight. So I was working on that and we got him to move and sit. And he went through therapy. We went and watched his whole body would be red. He would just be so, it's so much strength. But I'll tell you what, when he finally stood up on his own, yeah. the whole hospital there knew about it. They, they greeted us when he took his first <laughs> steps, they greeted us. And I tell you what, it was amazing because he came home after six and a half months in the hospital to come home to us with wound vacs on and he continued physical therapy we'd walk him down the street he'd still had a walker and he ended up going back to his job 11 months later they held his job which is another miracle that is great yeah and um they i'm just telling you you just saw the lord's hand and there was a one point when after his second surgery, I had been praying and I had a wonderful network of prayer partners through Facebook, my friends, Rhonda, everybody. They would they would bring us meals. They would pray. They would let other people know about to pray. And so as I'd been praying in there, I was in the waiting room. Um, two of Jeremy's friends flew up from Miami to see him now. You know, they didn't have to fly. They were only two hours away, but they flew up to see him. And so we sat in a waiting room and said, I'm sorry, he's in getting abdominal washout. And they said, well, tell us what happened. So I'm telling the story and there's this one lady in there. And after they left, she said, I'm sorry, I overheard it, but I'm glad because my nephew's in here and he had the same thing and we're Christians too. So I got to meet Adam and um, the lady, and they've been prayer partners too. And she said, yes, he's starting to eat. And that was one of my fears that someone else is walking through this with me that has experienced what Jeremy's gone through. And he's two months ahead down the road. So she had a lot of insight for me. And I just thank the Lord. We knew that was a God-ordained meeting. We're still friends. We still converse about our sons. And she's like, I call her like another sister. And it was God-ordained meeting. So I see little things like that. But one of the things that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that got me through was all the Bible verses I memorized as a kid. I went to Christian school. I went to Bible school every summer. And Bible school was the intense um, learning of Scripture up from pre-kindergarten through 10th grade where you were learning passages. You'd go for four weeks and you would learn, like in third grade, we did Psalm 27, Psalm 19, the Beatitudes and um, Ten Commandments. So you'd have to recite all this back and you'd get awards and stuff. And these verses would come back to me. And there was one time when he was really sick, it was it was only in the hospital two weeks, and this one doctor came in to check his wounds, and I've been praying, and these scriptures were coming back to me, flooding me, take one day at a time, don't focus on, is he going to live, or is he going to die, are you going to have to sell his stuff, are we going to, what are we going to do? I couldn't handle it. It would get me upset, but when I focused on that scripture and said, one day at a time, I was, I did fine. I made it through the day, able to work. Um, my husband was able to work. We had a Chinese student living with us. We still had the care with her. Yeah, it was, and, and just the Lord was amazing. But this one point, I finally got to the point, and I said, Lord, I know he is critically ill. He's your son. He's my son, too. You gave him to me. But if you heal him on earth, I'll be happy. If you heal him in heaven, I'll be okay. He's your son, and I give him back to you. And when I finished that prayer, I had this peace and it was a physical 
like blanketing. It was like, you know, when you get goosebumps, but it wasn't goosebumps. It was something deeper that went all through my body. And I had such peace, but it was a physical reaction that I knew the Lord was going to take care of me and that we were going to be okay no matter what. I also asked, Lord, (laughs) if you're going to heal him, please don't let him suffer. (laughs) And that one, he said, no, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) he's going to make it. But, um, he had a long road ahead. And I'm telling you, any doctor that saw him after he woke up, of course, they knew him and he didn't know them. And they would sure. always start out by saying, do you know you're a miracle? And he didn't like that because he wasn't used to hearing that applied to him. But uh, I'll tell you, it's it's been one amazing road. And he's still not to healed totally. He has had pancreatitis and back in the hospital, but he's back to working. And he he knows the Lord has work for him still. We know the sure. Lord was yeah. finished. So well, so so in during this whole this whole journey, basically, I mean, I think you told me this sort of as we talked off camera earlier, that he never really he never lost his faith. Right. Oh, yeah. I asked him at one point when he was rehabbing um, and we were moving him all the time. You had to, in order to get him to move on his side, he couldn't do it. So you'd have to pull the covers and right, push him right, over right. and then adjust the TV screen so he could see it. So uh, <laughs> physically, it was a lot of work. And I said, Jeremy, um, you're going through a lot. Have, you know, is your faith weakened? Have you lost your faith? And he was like, Mom, no. <laughs> <laughs> and the way he said it, it was like, how do you even ask that? So I, I knew, but you know, he's a quiet person and he doesn't um, speak a lot, you know, but he, um, when he needs something, he'll tell me, but he never complained. I mean, I knew when he was in pain and I knew when I had to adjust things and call for the nurses or whatever, but he never really complained. And that just, I knew the Lord was working in him because I don't know if I'd be that way. If you could, and I'm going to kind of put you on the spot for a second. Okay. If you could tell our viewers and listeners something that you got out of this, that you walk away from today, that you would you would want to share with others as far as maybe someone, they may not be going, going through this exact thing, but they're going through something in their lives that they feel like there's just this mountain out here and I don't know how I'm going to get over it. What would you tell them? Well, first of all, they have to pray and, and read scripture because that's what gives you the peace. You know, these verses were flooding back and I I wouldn't want to go through the journey, but you know, I'm thankful for the journey because it did bring me closer to the Lord um, through this. And I saw firsthand the power of prayer, um, the power of knowing God's will, seeing how this created body that he made, how it heals and how they use doctors and nurses and medications. And it's just, I actually looked into what it takes to heal a body, what your body goes through internally. And it's an amazing, um, complex thing to heal. So I said to my son once, I said, you know, you might not see the scars, but scars are internal too. And they're there to remind us of what God brought you through. And I am thankful every day because if I didn't have every day, I had to go, Lord, here's a new day. I'm giving it to you and you're going to guide me. I know you will. And I trust you. So I had to do that. I had to lay it down every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was something, there was always be an issue to come up and it got to a point where it's like, I can't handle this. And I knew I couldn't handle this because, but there would be like a song. I'd listen to Christian radio um, and there'd be songs about this being, in the storm and you're just a lot of things about God will see you through. And it was amazing. Well, I've always heard it said that 
you know, we're either we're in one of three places. We're about to go through a storm, we're in the middle of a storm, or we're coming out of a storm. Right, right. And, you know, there's an old Southern Gospel song, I think, that said, you know, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. And, um, you know, that's the thing. I think when, we, when we're in the middle of it, we think, Lord, why? You know, yeah. and then when we come out of it and we can look back to what it was, where it brought us, and what we learned through it. Wow. Yes. I mean, those things, yeah, well, those things are so amazing. Well, this so this well, is an incredible story. This is really, really incredible. Um, I really, gosh, you know, I could talk all day about this, but unfortunately, we're kind of wrapping up on our on our time slot here. But um, I want us just to pray and just to give okay. the Lord thanks one more time on sure. with, with all of our viewers here for Jeremy. So let's just pray now, Father. Thank you so much for this time. Thank you for. Uh, this incredible, incredible story, God, this incredible testimony of your goodness, Lord, your faithfulness, your strength. Father, we love you. Wow, what a what a great, great, great uh, time this has been with Sue today. And we pray for uh, your continuing uh, journey with Jeremy, God, that you will strengthen him. You'll continue to strengthen this family. Lord, and we pray great things ahead for him. In the precious and matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank well, Sue, you. Thank you so much for being with us today. You're welcome. My pleasure. And God gets all the glory. <laughs>